0: Broadway Radio's Tell Me More. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Here on Tell Me More, we strive to talk about projects and topics that don't often get covered on theater podcasts. On today's episode, I speak with one of the busiest, most energetic, and most talented men on Broadway, Tony winner James Monroe Igelhart. Everyone listening knows his history with Memphis, Aladdin, Hamilton, all of the guest spots he does on TV, his voiceover work, but there are many other different things that James does in addition to his Broadway day jobs that keep him busy. In our conversation we talk about his upcoming turn as Phil in the world premiere of Disney's Hercules the musical coming to Central Park beginning on August 31st as well as his surprise guest appearances alongside his freestyle love supreme castmates when the improv hip hop crew makes its Broadway debut in mid September. Then, which should come as no surprise to anyone who knows me, we get into the weeds talking about James's involvement with Marvel as a comic book writer, a podcast host, and hopefully one day as a mystic superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with James Monroe Iglehart. One of the things that I wanted to kind of get into with you is the fact that it just seems that for some reason you are never without energy um, because whether it's uh, from the performances that you give on stage or to the fact that you are always seemingly doing two or three or four projects at a time. Has this always been the case with you? Have you always been this high energy as, and as enthusiastic as you seem to be now?
1: Yes. Um, this is kind of the, adi- the attitude the energy I have is pretty much how I've been since I was a little kid. Um, my parents kind of put me in theater so I could kind of focus on energy because when I was a kid I was everywhere. So... <laughs> I've always kind of been like this, I, and I, I get bored easy. So I need a couple different projects to keep my mind going. It's it's a curse and a blessing. My wife thinks I'm crazy but I've always got like fifteen thousand jobs at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's
0: so interesting because you said you get bored easily, but really you've done two Broadway shows over the past what five and a half years, um, back to back, with very little. Yeah break in between, obviously, like you said, you're doing other things at a time, but if you do get bored so easily, how do you stay engaged, whether it's the genie or Lafayette and Jefferson, if, if that's not necessarily your nature to do something for that long, how do you keep that energy level up that people associate with you?
1: What what keeps me being bored is I love to make sure that the audience is feeling as if they are seeing the best I could possibly get. So it's always a new audience. It's always new people seeing it. So that's what keeps my energy up. And that's why I always, you know, try to give the 100% that I give every time I step on stage. But that's really what it is about. Like for for Aladdin, I was in the show for three years on Broadway, but I loved doing it because I knew every night someone was coming to see it that had never seen it before. It's the same way I feel about um, Hamilton, you know, Hamilton is the show to see. And so I want to make sure that we live up to the name and live up to the reputation that people see. So when I step on stage, um, whether I, I, I try my best not to be tired try my best to get as much sleep as I possibly can and get as much rest. And, you know, but when I'm on stage, whether I'm tired or not, I want to, I always give a hundred percent. I want to give the best because I want people to see when they see the show. I want them to say, gosh, it lived up to everything. Plus when they see me personally, I never want them to say, even if they didn't like the show, I in. I never wanted them to say that guy didn't perform for me. they will always, if you see me, they'll always say, James Monroe, I've always performed. And that's just something I've always lived by.
0: You, you said you try to get rest or whatever. Is there anything else that you do, whether it's pre-show or in your routine or in just your daily life that you, you do to kind of keep you as amped up and focused and energetic as you possibly can? Are there any tricks that I, you have?
1: I dream. I stretch a lot and drink tons of water to be perfectly honest. I I, I don't smoke, I don't drink, uh, but I drink tons of water. And um, that is kind of like my thing. It's like, you know, resting as much as I can when I get home. Also, the great thing about it is I also do find time to chill out. You know, when I come home, the energy, my energy, if you saw me at home, you'd think I was the most boring person in the world. My energy (laughs) is real chill. At the house, and my wife always laughs. She goes, "If people saw you at home, they would think you were not the same guy." And it's because once I come home, I turn it off and just be able to just relax with my wife and my cats, and that's and then and, and my kids when they come over.
0: Yeah, that's that's I would not have guessed that. That is definitely uh, not what I would have anticipated. Um, but you mentioned that in addition to doing you know the shows that you're in or whatever, you are always busy. You're always doing a bunch of different things, whether that's. TV guest stints or voice work, comic book writing, which I want to get to. Um, but no problem. this fall and this you know summer and fall, you've got two pretty big, unique gigs uh, coming up Yeah. with, I want to mention Hercules first. When do you guys start rehearsals? I assume it has to be pretty soon if you haven't already, right?
1: Very, very soon. We start next Monday. We're still on the 5th. That means oh, for me. That's awesome. August.
0: Yes. Very cool. So this is obviously going to be a, unique production especially compared to like what we normally see from disney theatrical when they're working on their own but being the gigantic disney fan that i know you are and having been a part of the disney family for a while obviously what are you most looking forward to about this production given that a it's outside in the park and that public works has such a unique aesthetic to everything that they do
1: I'm I'm looking forward to working with the public works. I'm looking forward to working with the community. I think it'll be fun. I think it will be fun to um, see what other people are doing and pass on the knowledge that I have from being on Broadway for a long time and also seeing what their life's work does to bring whatever energy they're bringing to the show. And also as a Disney fan, It's just fun to bring this particular property to a live stage. I have loved Hercules. I remember where I was when I saw it. I was in Ashland, Oregon in 1996. I was doing a show. I was doing Five Guys Named Mo at the Oregon Cabaret Theater when I went to go see Hercules the first time. And I loved it then. And I, you know, that was one of the moments where I kept saying, "Gosh, I got to meet Alan Megan someday because everything he does, I love." <laughs> so, you know, so the, to be able to do this part and do the show, I think it's really fun because so many fans feel the same way I do. They they love that sound, the the the, the sonic sound from Hercules. is not like any other of the sh- of the movies that. Disney's ever come out with, and I think people know that that sound can be, with the right people, can be done live, and I think people are really excited about that, so I'm excited about seeing what we're going to do with it, how it's going to come across, and also to seeing what the community's going to do, because it's not like we have like this Broadway show with all of these, you know, big budget all-day stuff, it's like these are people, we're doing this uh, grassroots and bringing it up from the ground, I think that's awesome, because I think you're going to get a whole different experience seeing it, and also, this just this this story. I mean, everybody has that moment of just you know, I I want to find where I belong. And I think it's I think people are going to dig it a lot. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm a huge fan of what Public Works does. And also, I mean, it's not I mean it's it's not the same, but it's it's not completely dissimilar to what you guys do at Hamilton with the Eduham performances. Where no,
1: exactly. Yeah, and you're bringing yeah, people when, when not only to the on Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, Having been through that experience now for a few years with these Eduham things, and obviously there's other teaching and, and, you know, workshop stuff that I'm sure you're involved with, but how important is that for you to be able to interact with those kids and see them and support them? And I'm sure in a very similar way to what's going to be happening uh, with Hercules.
1: It's extremely important because, I mean, that's the, that's the new generation. You know, those are the people who are going to hopefully come and see the shows next time. So you wanna be able to touch them and also, you also wanna let them know that this thing called Broadway, this thing called theater is not some foreign, far away thing that's at an arm's length different, at arm's length where only the elite go to see it. No, this is an awesome, amazing style of entertainment of storytelling that anybody can get into and that anybody can enjoy and anybody can digest. So if you see a kid, that's not used to seeing theater. They see Hamilton. They can go, "Whoa, I can get that. I can get behind that." Not only is it history, but the hip hop of it is fun. I think the same thing when the community. You know, we always talk about the Broadway prices and things like that. But this way, people are going to come see this free show with these amazing performers and people that are just like them that, that work in the bank, that work in the grocery store, <laughs> that you know see them on stage doing things and go, "Oh my gosh, this is I can totally get with this." And that kind of stuff is fun because. I think people people forget, you know, I mean, I still remember my old college classes of like Greek and Roman theater where theater was not for just the elite. Theater was for everybody. They were telling stories for everybody. And I think we get away from that and forget there are people, everybody loves a good story. And I I love the fact that Public Works gets down to the root of who do we want to cater to? Let's cater to those who are like all of us and enjoy a great story together as a community. And that's the cool thing.
0: Yeah. Are you going to be pulling double duty for a while with rehearsals at Hamilton or are you going to be out of Hamilton for a stand? No, um, i
1: with, 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 Hercules, I'm pulling double duty. <laughs> oh,
0: well. Good luck with that. Keeping the energy <laughs> up for that should be a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yes. Yeah, that should be fun. <laughs> Stretch uh, and drink water. I'm to for that moment where I start, I, where I just fall asleep while I'm in the middle of a, of a battle rap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not ideal. Yeah, I'm doing double duty with, Her- doing double duty with Hercules and uh, I'll be doing some, I'll be doing double duty with uh, freestyle as well.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask, because that was the other one. Obviously, Freestyle Love Supreme is coming to Broadway in the in the fall, and I've been a long-time Freestyle Love Supreme fan. I've watched every episode of the, the, the Pivot series uh, that I know you oh, were yeah, 100%. That, yeah, but you guys all, everybody in the group, whether they're musicians or writers or actors or performers, you all have your own careers, and you're all doing all this different stuff, but it seems yeah. like every few years or as often as possible – You all come back together again, and obviously you're friends, and that helps. But from an artistic standpoint, what is it about this unique style of having it be improv, having it be hip-hop? What does that give you creatively that you might not, not to say one's better than the other, but that you might not get in your day job, so to speak?
1: There is a magic to this group when when we all get together and uh, so what's you know when when folks when like when the pre-sale of supreme as an academy as well teaching people how to do what we do when that group gets together there's a magic of being able to just create out of nothing it's something great about having like alan music alan Menken's music right in front of you or having lin-manuel miranda's music right in front of you but there was something really really cool about creating nothing creating something out of absolute nothing and that is fun. And our energies, when we get together, we can't help it. We do it. What's funny is what people don't know is we do it when no one's around. When the guys are together, uh, you know, and, and Shockwave beatboxes, or somebody says something, or Lynn makes, Lynn says something funny and throws a word out, we all just start riffing on that. And that's been like that for the past 15 years. So the fact that we get to do it on Broadway is, either, is, is just a culmination of all of everybody's working so hard in their own separate things, but always coming back to this unit saying, this is what started it all. This is what we love to do. And as a family, look how far we've come. Let's do this together and have a good time doing it. It's amazing. We all know that Lynn is a superstar. Davi is a superstar. Chris is a superstar. Bill Sherman is, you know, one of the, yeah. uh, he's the musical director for Sesame Street. Arthur's his own star with his own albums. Food Films. I mean, we all, Jelly Donut doing what he does as far as like commercials and, you know, marketing and things like that. Everybody has their thing. But the fun part is when we get together, we're not those guys. We are just, you know, Andrew, Chris, David, Lynn, James, Udkarsh, and you know, Shockwave, Bill, Arthur. We're just those guys. And we go right back into our, into our places and enjoy the fact that we don't have to worry about being, oh, the Tony Award winning Genie. This, we are just free of Supreme and we enjoy making this music and making these things out of nothing. It's ridiculous. It's so much fun. <laughs> like, you know, with Anthony, you know, Anthony Viniciality. Anthony Vinaldi is our is our host, and whenever the minute he steps up, we already know we Anthony where we're going. You know, we all are leaders in our own pack. When we get together, Anthony, where we're going? Oh, we're doing this. Tommy, what are we doing? We're doing this. And we all go, cool, great. We all throw in our input, but we all go. Because we as a group, we know our place, and it's fun to see it be like that. It's like the egos are gone. We are right back to where we were when we started years ago.
0: That's a cool how has the the dynamic changed with the group? Not necessarily you know individually with you know between you guys but in this 15 years since you started how has what you guys have are able to create off off the top of your heads on the spot changed over 15 years have you seen a growth in a,
1: in a... We've gotten better. We've gotten we gotten better at it. We're we're much, we're much smoother at it now. We know exactly <laughs> what hope. we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and the fun part is even though we know, that we, even though we know, even though we know what we're doing, we still get nervous because we don't know what we're going to do. Right? It's it's like we said, it's completely improv. So that's we're all going out there nervous together, going, "What are we going to do?" And that's 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 really really fun to be in that group because you, we're, we're together. You know, we're like we always laugh. We always call it like we're like Voltron. Once once everybody puts the <laughs> puts the lions together, this is what we do. You know, we step out as Voltron and go, "Okay, we're fighting the good fight of comedy, hip hop, and theater together. Let's do it." And I think the one thing that's, that's changed, actually, to be honest, the only thing that's changed is we've gotten better at what we do. As far as the group, we are the same group, and that's another thing that makes it fun. That part hasn't changed. That part hasn't gotten bigger or, or um, you know more egotistical. I think that's what makes it fun, because when we come as, together as a group, we come home. And there's a yeah. feeling, there's a comfortability of us all together. We go, we just start instantly laughing and being stupid. I mean, half, you know, the show you don't see is what, what we're doing backstage, is just talking about each other and having a good time and ripping on each other and razzing. It's really, really fun.
0: Yeah, there's always been a sense for me of this as being like something that I could see organically starting while everybody's sitting around a dorm room or sitting around in a, in a, a first apartment when you don't have a, lot, a whole lot of money to go out and do stuff. So this is what you do to entertain yourselves. And that's always the feeling that I get when I see you guys perform, it's, yeah. it's very organic and very, there's a lot of camaraderie in it, which is one of the things that I always love. Um, one of the things I, I did want to ask is Freestyle Love Supreme on Broadway has a fairly unique schedule uh, in the fact that it's not following a Broadway schedule. There's like two shows on Monday nights. Are we going to yeah. see a little bit different topics? Like I know sometimes with spelling bee, like, you know, there's like adult performances that people do. Are we going to see a little bit different, terms of uh of content in terms of the maturity level from the 7 p.m to the 10 p.m shows
1: no i think the sad part what's funny is it's not what people don't understand is it's not the group that changes it's the audiences that change okay the audiences you know at seven o'clock you know may not be as tipsy and then they come in at 10 and they got a whole different (laughs) they got a whole different sense of words and even and we, we have to go okay keep Keep the professionalism. We have to stay professional. The audiences is stuff out. And we're like, ah, great. We will not talk about that because we're not going down that road. You know what Smart. I mean? We, we're, we're the same. It's the it's, We learned that off Broadway. We're like, oh, okay. This is definitely Saturday night at 10 o'clock. Good to know.
0: All right, I'll keep that in mind. I'll I'll try not to throw out anything crazy at a 10pm show. But um, (laughs) uh, all right, moving to the thing that I all of these things are super exciting. And I know you're excited about it. And fans are excited about it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about them. But for me, the thing that I've wanted to talk to you about the most for a long time, is this edition of marvel comics presents uh and the spider-man story that you did earlier this spring um i know you're a huge comic book fan um and so has writing and writing specifically comics been something that you've always wanted to do or was it just like here's an opportunity and you took it where did the kind of the impetus for this come from
1: uh i've been a comic book fan and a professional wrestling fan since i was a kid and i've been writing stories since i was little um, when I was in college, I almost, I think I was one credit away from getting my um, creative writing minor at Cal State University Hayward. And I think okay. I got a job and I was like, oh, well, I'll just, well, I got most of it. It's fine. You know? <laughs> so, but I've, I, my friend, my best friend and I, a guy named John Long back in, I have I have a, like a, a crew of guys that I call my best friends, like five of them. But John Long, when I was a kid, we used to write comic books together when we were teenagers. So writing a comic was always a hope of mine, what was a dream of mine. and I didn't know how I was gonna to get to it, but I knew I would get to it someday. And also I enjoy writing. I wrote my own show for 54 Below. I write plays, I do write and I enjoy that. But getting this opportunity, once it came down the pike, I was like, I have to do this. And the fun part is that when I got to do it, I got to meet the guys at Marvel. I got to meet more of the Marvel writers. And um, I think in later this month, coming up in August, actually, uh, Marvel 1000 is coming out and um they chose they put different writers and different artists together and each person got to write one page and i got to write one page in that comic as well so i am so uh, happy my partner was oscar martin you can find him on instagram he's an amazing artist and i wrote a story and he drew it and i'm i'm getting more into it but it's again like you say with my schedule it's about finding the right time and the right you know right space to do stuff because you know they already had their agenda with their with their storylines for years and then i have to like write something, and then go, okay, yeah, that fits in. So, But I've always wanted to, to write this stuff. I've always wanted to do it. And I've also kind of been kind of sneaky. I'm one of the co-hosts of This Week in Marvel at um, the podcast. So I'm in the Marvel office at least once a week. God, <laughs> so okay. Yeah,
0: that's just, smart. Like, be around it. Yeah, dropping little hints and stuff. that This is something you yeah. want to do. Um, did you, when, obviously, like you said, you're a, a professional wrestling fan as well, and that plays very much into the story uh, that you wrote. When you were first working out the details with us, did they tell you, was it, well, first off, was it specifically a Spider-Man story that
1: they wanted you to it do? Or? All, the only, the only details they told me were we would like you to write Spider-Man. I said, really? <laughs> and, I, it's a funny story. They were like, we were thinking you would write, you know, Spidey. And I looked at them, I said, you're kidding. And they're like, you don't want to. I was like, no, no. It's just <laughs> that my two, my Holy grail, since I was a kid was writing Spider-Man or Batman. And to be the first one up to write Spidey, I was nervous, they said, you don't want to do it? I said, oh, no, no, my ego says I should do it. I'm nervous as hell, but I'm definitely going to try it. And they let me know, like if they didn't like the story, they wouldn't publish it. So I went back, Uh, I remember where I was, I was on stage actually getting ready to do the show. And I thought, you know, people always say, write what you know, and I said, what do I know? And then this story came to me. About the professional wrestling thing, and I was like, I can. Make, this is a great time to be able to bridge my favorite things together—comics and wrestling—and see what happens. And what's funny is, when I sent them the story, they said, "Hey, did you know this was Marvel's 80th birthday?" I said, "No." They said, "Well, it was great. Did you do this because it's a throwback to Spidey's yeah. first story?" And I didn't even know this. It was all serendipitous the way it all happened. They didn't tell me what's right. I wrote it. They loved it. They put it together. They like, said this works perfectly with the anniversary. And I was like, awesome, glad it all worked out. <laughs>
0: You you might not have known it consciously, but maybe somewhere deep down in your subconscious. Somewhere, I was like, this
1: is exactly what should happen, yeah. (laughs) I'll take credit for that. It's not true, but I'll take credit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, this is a completely off-the-wall question, uh, but I figure this is a good place uh, to transition here to the end. You have now written for Marvel Comics. You host the Marvel uh, podcast. If we just had the phase four announcement at Comic-Con. Apparently we're going to get some more MCU announcements at D23 and, in August, if there was a character in the MCU that either, maybe you'd want to kick somebody out and take over for, or something that hasn't been introduced. Is there a character that you would like to potentially play on screen in the MCU? Uh,
1: In the MCU, probably um, there are two characters. Uh, I love Beast from the X Men. I think he's mm-hmm. awesome, but I would love to do Doctor Voodoo. He is the um, he is was also a sorcerer supreme when Doctor Strange did not uh, pass on the mantle and then got the mantle back. But he is another amazing. I have a I have a love for magic, and Doctor Voodoo is an amazing uh, sorcerer. He is the second most powerful sorcerer in a Marvel universe behind Doctor Strange and uh, he's your brother, and I would love to do that. That would be so much fun. I would lose weight and get in shape to play that part.
0: <laughs> well, I, one, he was one of the characters in your Spider-Man story, but also... Exactly. Oh, yes. They just announced. I had to like, find a way. Yeah, there's there, there's going to be a new uh, uh, Doctor Strange movie, so I mean, I think if I uh, know you put the wheels in
1: motion, you never know. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to talk to the right people and say, don't you want this character to be there, <laughs> and I can do yeah. it? <laughs> I, I'm with you.
0: I, I'm in full support. And we should start a hashtag campaign or something, but
1: please. Yeah. yes, to do that.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of tell me more. My name is Matt Tiamanini. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt, and you can reach out to Broadway radio on both Facebook and Twitter at Broadway radio. We will have information for Hamilton, Hercules, Freestyle Love Supreme, This Week on Marvel, and everything else I can figure out, as well as social media information for James in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com. Tummy Moore More is produced and edited by me. Special thanks, of course, to the one and only James Monroe Eigelhart, Shane Marshall Brown, and the man without whom none of Broadway Radio is possible, James Marino. Thanks again for listening, and remember, I don't care how far, I can go the distance. Always get a second scoop, and when you get the chance, ask people to tell you more.